This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. A show that brings meaning and purpose to the fantasy season. It's our hope to help you win your league. But more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. Presented by MetaShare. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson. Harrison Zuckerberg is sick today, so I'm flying solo. But I'm your fantasy coach, here to encourage you and help you win while also finding meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. I won't always be right, but I hope I'll be convincing this show is a part of the Unpacking It Podcast Network, and I'm coming to you from the Unpacking It Ministry Studio in Charlotte, North Carolina. Beautiful day here in Charlotte. The Panthers won on Sunday, so, so feeling good about that. Uh, but we got a lot to get to today as we discuss Week 12 and what took place over the weekend, going back to Thanksgiving. And now we turn our attention to week 13 and the playoffs around the corner for many leagues. And I'm going to tell you about one of our uh, unique leagues that, that we've got going on that the playoffs actually begin this week. So uh, I think you'll be intrigued by how that's, uh, that's turning out. Uh, but we are brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee. And, and we're so excited to be able to, to partner with them. Uh, What's so cool is Sugar Creek Coffee, they don't roast until you actually place an order. So you can be assured the freshest roasted coffee is being delivered to your door. And, and so we're excited uh, to team up with them, and we encourage you to go to SugarCreekCoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. So SugarCreekCoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. You'll save some money. And also, uh, you'll support Unpacking It and, and the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. Uh, and so, Sugar Creek Coffee, they've got a passion for coffee, a love for people. It's, it's handcrafted, small batch, artesian roasted. So, we appreciate them. Uh, we're also brought to you by MediShare. If you're looking for an affordable, reliable healthcare option that you can trust, check out MediShare today, MediShare.com slash Unpacking It. All right, we'll get to some accountability in a little bit, we'll do today's breakout, uh, which is about the players that were glad got away. The ones that we thought we wanted, the ones we thought we we you know missed out on, but now twelve weeks later, we're glad they they got away. So we'll discuss that and have a little fun uh, with that topic, but also uh, take a look at how it relates to the Bible and our own lives. And as always, encourage you to check out Fantasy Football Fellowship. Dot com for all of our uh, content on there. But let's begin with some fantasy shenanigans as we, we take a look at kind of our own situations or what was crazy about the, the fantasy weekend. 
And I'll start with Monday Night Football because going into last night, I don't know about you, but it was just one of those games where it's hard to figure out either one of these teams. You know, Jeff Saturday's the head coach on, on one end. You got Kenny Pickett, a, a rookie quarterback. What, what do we expect from him? And, and Pickett ended up playing pretty well. Actually got Deontay Johnson involved, which he's sort of been quiet this year and, and not living up to really what he's done the last couple of years. Uh, but he had a nice game. Pickens was, was involved. And, and for me, I went into that game needing a big performance from Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, and Pat Fryermuth. And if those three guys sort of exceeded expectations a little bit, I could have won. Unfortunately, they did not. And so I, I fell short. Uh, you know, it, it was a disappointing. I'll, I'll talk about a couple other reasons why that was the case. But what was so frustrating about last night's game was Jonathan Taylor was at the one-yard line. And Matt Ryan couldn't hand the ball off to him or Jonathan Taylor couldn't grab the ball from him. I don't know who to blame. I find myself blaming Matt Ryan a lot. For the problems with the Colts. I mean, it's just, it, it's like, how unathletic is he where he can't dive on the ball and hang on to it? And, and so after it was fumbled. So that was a huge missed opportunity. So I was very uh, disappointed by that. But at least Jonathan Taylor has come around and is looking like a top running back again. So that's a positive thing. But the, the Colts, they're not really heading in the right direction. Matt Ryan continues to be a problem for them. They finally did get Michael Pittman more involved. He caught some really tough passes. So there is some hope there and, and maybe they continue to try to, you know, build some momentum toward the end of the season. But it also makes me nervous at some point they're going to be officially eliminated. And then what does that mean for Jonathan Taylor or Michael Pittman uh, where you kind of want to, all right, we'll shut those guys down. That's always my big concern this time of year in fantasy, which veteran players get shut down early or, you know, they get a they get a hangnail and they're out. It's like, ah, let's let's shut these guys down. Um, we're already seeing a little bit of that. We'll, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers coming up, but um, uh, the Colts are kind of in that boat where, hey, maybe we got to see some young players. We'll see. So, uh, but anyway, I fell short there. And then the other big crazy thing: how about Travis Etienne gets hurt for Jacksonville? Jacksonville has this unbelievable performance. Trevor Lawrence plays great. Travis Etienne though goes down early. And of course, we had him in our starting lineup. And then he's actually healthy enough to return. He gets cleared to return, and Jacksonville doesn't play him. On one end, I appreciate when coaches want to protect their players, get them, get them back healthy. We don't want to force it, and then it ends up being worse. So it looks like he'll be back out there this coming weekend against Detroit, which is nice. But I could have used ETN over the weekend. So that was, a, that was a letdown for sure. And then, of course, I ended up playing Jimmy G over Trevor Lawrence. This is against the Ravens. I watched the Ravens the week before shut down the Panthers' offense, but that was because Baker Mayfield was out there because Trevor Lawrence found a way to get Zay Jones involved, Christian Kirk involved. Jamichael Hasty had an unbelievable game um, catching passes out of the backfield. And Trevor Lawrence, to me, that was a turning point for him. And, and maybe even from a fantasy perspective, hopefully. I mean, he's, he's put up some nice games this, this year, but this might be that turning point where the confidence, things are really clicking with him and Doug Peterson. Uh, I was, saw an article where you know, Peter, Peterson sort of had to build Trevor Lawrence from the ground up and, and kind of re, you know, restart, restart based on whatever you know, shenanigans took place last year with Urban Meyer. So uh, that's exciting for Jacksonville. They're one of those teams that I love down the stretch. 
I'll want Jacksonville players on my roster these, these next few weeks in the fantasy playoffs because they want to finish the season strong. They're not worried about the playoffs. They're not worried about the uh, top draft pick or anything like that. They're worried about momentum, playing well, getting you know their young core more up to speed, more reps, that kind of thing. So uh, if you can find any of those, those Jaguars players, uh, I, th- I think you'll, you'll, you'll feel good putting them in your lineups uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, and then one other shenanigan from the weekend. How about Josh Jacobs? All weekend long, or all week long, we thought he was questionable. And I, I was going up against him thinking, oh, okay, he's going to be out this week. This could be nice. I like, I like the sounds of that. He not only plays, he rushes 33 times, 229 yards, two touchdowns, six catches, 74 yards. And of course, one of those touchdowns was the game winner in overtime. And that essentially uh, you know, beat me in, in fantasy. And so he, he ends up scoring 50 points, 50 points for Josh Jacobs. He's had a good season. He's had some nice games throughout, but this is the, the Raiders. We wrote them off. We're done with the Raiders, yet they, they, they win the game, and, and Carr actually plays well. Josh Jacobs plays well. Uh, so that was, that was an impressive uh, performance for him. Uh, speaking of Derek Carr, uh, believe it or not, I pulled off a trade at the trade deadline. This was Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving, which I can't believe that I, I had this as the trade deadline. But it was pushing, I think, like 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock anyway. And I pulled off a trade in the Unpacking It League, and I ended up trading Derek Carr, Gabe Davis, and Jamison Williams from Detroit, who's, who's sitting on my IR spot, for Zay Jones, Jacoby Myers, and Tua Tungavailoa. And guess what? Derek Carr outplayed Tua. So I make this big trade. My goal was to get a, a quarterback and really upgrade, and, and Tua is playing as well as anybody. But Tua and the Dolphins... They get up so big against Houston, eh, we'll, sh- we'll shut them down. We'll, we'll, we'll sit Tua and actually let Houston kind of come back in that game. But Tua only threw one, inter- uh, one touchdown and you know under 300 yards. So not a great performance, but I was, I, I'm still good with this trade, especially with how Zay Jones played. Uh, but then, of course, Jacoby Myers gets injured. So anyway, it's kind of an interesting, interesting trade, but I'm hoping Tua down the stretch has these big you know three, four, five touchdown games, which he's capable of with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. So I I will admit, I I was not on the Tua bandwagon heading into the season. I avoided the Dolphins players. I I just, I I didn't feel good about them, but they're the real deal. This offense is is absolutely legit, as we like to say on this show. And and so I'm glad to have Tua. Now I've got him in two leagues uh, at the moment, which which is great. All right, let's jump into a little accountability this week where we confess and admit where we got things wrong in our in our lineup decisions or free agent waiver wire decisions and and for me it's unbelievable it truly is so i've had dj moore all season long i've held on to him and i have kept him in the starting lineup the majority of the season except for two weeks maybe maybe three but two weeks in particular i've benched him those are his best games of the year i, I you can't make this up i mean it's so random when he's going to have a big game and because multiple quarterbacks have been playing in Carolina, it's a, it's a absolute carousel. And who would have thought, you know, Sam Darnold comes in and, and plays well enough. They finally get DJ Moore involved. And there you go. 
So I had him on my bench. I started Darius Slayton over him. Slayton had a night. It was fine, nine points. But uh, the Giants, actually, he got cut short. He almost had that big play on Thanksgiving into the end zone, but it was ended up at the one or two-yard line. So, so that was disappointing. And then the other uh, thing I've got to be held accountable for I, I've, I've been clearly out on the Rams, done with the Rams. This, they're a dumpster fire. It's like we've never seen before following a Super Bowl uh, win, and, and things are you know, continuing to get worse. However, last week on the waiver wire, I saw Cam Akers sitting there in, in one of my big leagues, and it's a 14-team league, so there's, there, rarely do you find talented players on the waiver wire this time of year. Uh, at least Cam Akers in the past has shown glimpses of, of having talent. Um, and so I'm sitting there going, all right, I got to make a move. I need, I need, I need, I got to shake things up. I got to add some depth to my, to my team. And so Cam Akers, all right, the, the Rams just released Daryl Henderson. Maybe they want to get Akers more involved. But I also knew uh, Kieran Williams was this rookie play, you know, the rookie running back. They want to get more involved. And I, I knew that that was a scenario. So, I'm weighing this back and forth, but I ended up putting a huge waiver wire, I think 50 bucks or, or so of waiver wire dollars on Cam Akers. And then he sort of laid a laid an egg, of course, uh, against the Chiefs. So I, I, I swung and missed. It was a little bit of a uh, Hail Mary throw end of the season. Got to try to get, you know, you're, you're looking for running backs. You're trying to get healthy running backs at this point of the season, especially when you go to the waiver wire. So, um, that was uh, that was unfortunate. So on that on that rast on that roster for me, Khalil Herbert injured, uh, Damian Harris injured. So there's just been some some situations. But anyway, I whiffed on uh, Cam Akers, unfortunately. Now let's get to some positive fantasy news from the uh, from Week 12. And I- I've been banging the table for Samaj P Ryan. How about P Ryan? It wasn't what he did last week sitting on our bench, but we put him in our starting lineup this week. And had a very nice game getting in the end zone. So was very pleased with what he did filling in for Joe Mixon. So uh, I, I think Mixon will be back this week. But they got to keep P. Ryan involved. So, so P. Ryan was a, a top 10 running back this week. So the talent's there. The opportunity is there for, for Cincinnati because of this great offense. And, and how well they've played even without Jamar Chase. So, so a nice win for them over Tennessee. Uh, so I, I would like to see a little more one-two punch with P. Ryan. Keep keep mixing fresh for the the you know kind of the playoff run if you're the Bengals. So so P. Ryan may have some flex value. So so hopefully you listened a couple weeks ago said pick him up uh, P. Ryan and and now we can you know keep him on our roster utilize him as needed over the next couple of weeks. Also I talked about this yesterday on the Unpacking It Live show, but I'm all in on Mike White, the Jets quarterback. He, he is absolutely legit. I mean, this guy could throw 315 yards, three touchdown passes. He's got the weapons. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. I like Tyler Conklin as a tight end. They have, they, they have the pieces around him, and Mike White can actually make the throws. And he did this last year, too. So we shouldn't be that surprised. This isn't out of, totally out of the blue. He's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, and I think Mike White is worth picking up in fantasy before starting him. I'm not sure I would run to start him. Let's, let's see at least another performance before starting him this time of year in fantasy. Um, 
just because you should hopefully have some other reliable quarterback. But I think having him as a backup for, for a potential playoff run in, in you know, case of your starter getting injured or something, um, I think he's worth rostering. Absolutely. So, so exciting there. And then also, you know, I'm a big fan of backup running backs. So how about Rashad White getting his opportunity in Tampa Bay? And I'm not, I'm not a big Bucks guy this year. I was out on them. I haven't really rostered any of their players. But the, the rookie, Rashad White, he, he rushed the ball 14 times, 64 yards. But here's the key. He caught nine passes for 45 yards. Tom Brady loves the dump-off passes. And so he was able to, to, to get White involved. And, and so I think that, that's something that, that should continue. Because Leonard Fournette was benefiting from a lot of dump-offs as well. Uh, so if he's, if he's banged up and, and White is fresh and young, and I, I, I'm hoping the Bucs don't, don't keep winning. I hope they, they crumble the rest of the way. Uh, but, but White, hopefully you, you picked him up because I think that's, uh, that's something to be encouraged and excited about. And then all year long, we've been waiting, waiting patiently, desperately. A.J. Dillon. We had an A.J. Dillon sighting for the Packers. He ran the ball well. We know how good he is. I, I, now, Aaron Jones, of course, is still out there and healthy, and he caught a nice touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but Dylan getting involved. Hopefully, they, they feed him down the stretch. And it is my guess that Aaron Rodgers will be out sooner than later. They're not making the playoffs. They're not going on this great run. I, I think they've got to convince Rodgers to shut it down. they gotta, they got to see love. They've they got to see Jordan Love. And I think by putting Jordan Love out there, they'll run the ball hopefully even more, and A.J. Dillon uh, will, will get in there. So A.J. Dillon, he's probably a flex, uh, but with some of the injuries to other running backs, he, he may be in your lineups. So if you hung on to him, I think we'll finally reap some of the, the rewards for our patience with, uh, with A.J. Dillon. So I'm a big, big fan of his and uh, glad he got, got more involved. It's good to, good to see him out there uh, playing, playing well. All right. So there you go. There's some uh, thoughts from week 12. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, always love, love hearing from you. Um, I, I got a question, uh, someone asking if they should try to trade Damian Pierce. Uh, oh, now, okay, I see. He's, he's saying he should have tried to trade Damian Pierce, which we talked about, I think, last week. I was really concerned about the Texans down the stretch. They're one of those teams that, they're going to be shutting people down. They're not going to be playing real well. They made a change at quarterback. Kyle Allen, not sure he's much better than Davis Mills. But Damian Pierce has, has absolutely hit the rookie wall. He's not going to win fantasy leagues this year. He's not, he's not the rookie running back that's going to do it. He was awesome early in the season. And, and so now we're, we're sort of stuck with him. I've got him in one league. And it's questionable to even start him at this point. Back-to-back, -back, bad games. Houston is a bad you know, overall a bad offense, um, and they're not going. They're they're going straight to the bottom, trying to get that top pick. They're pretty much locked in, but but uh, yeah, so that, that was disappointing. Um, the last last couple of weeks. Um, so any other questions you guys uh, may have today, uh, we'll try to get to them throughout. Uh, again, Harrison Zuckerberg uh, out injured today. He's sick, so we got to get him get him better. Got a cold. All that stuff is going around like crazy. It's nonstop. So I was sick for about a month. Um, but I'm like Michael Jordan. So Harrison, not quite like Michael Jordan. I got to play through it. No, I'm just kidding. I, I was always like good enough in the morning just to do the show. I made it through the show. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, that's now I'm comparing myself to Michael Jordan. What are you doing? Come on. Come on. Uh, Harrison's not here to defend himself. It's not, it's not fair. It's not right. So we'll, uh, we'll get him back hopefully next week, healthy and, uh, and rolling again. All right. So the other thing as a, as a dad, when you have little daughters that are sick all the time, you have to rally. Otherwise I'd be out for a month. So, you know, Harrison, younger guy, he can, uh, you gotta, you gotta milk it a little bit. You gotta get better. Gotta get better. All right. Let's jump into this week's breakout topic. And each week on the fantasy football fellowship podcast, we take a fantasy concept related to the Bible related to our own lives. And today I want to talk about the player we're glad got away. And, and we know that before the season starts, we as fantasy owners, uh, you know, we target certain players uh, that we want to draft and, and we have our you know sights on certain guys. And it's kind of known in the fantasy world as, as my guy, right? You want, you want to have my guy. Oh, he's, he's on the top of my list. I'm going to target him. And, you know, certain rounds and, and we're all excited to get them. Well, what ends up happening when the draft takes place, we miss out. It doesn't, it do, he doesn't land where we thought he was going to be. And, and maybe, you know, that prized player uh, is, is, is one spot. Like he gets taken right before us. And so, you know, we're, we're mad at the, at the other fantasy manager. We're like, Oh, come on. I was about to take over. Are you serious? I thought he was going to fall to me. And, and we're so bummed. However, if we fast forward now to week 13 and we look back at some of those players that we really wanted and that one guy that, man, I, I wanted him on my, on my roster, we realize, okay, he ended up getting injured. He was not very consistent throughout the season. His NFL team is really terrible and his production, not even close to what we thought it would be. And, and so then we take a look at that player that we quote unquote settled for. And, and maybe, you know, drafted with the pick following our guy. And so begrudgingly, we took that other guy. Uh, we're like, man, I really wanted this guy, but I'm settling for this guy. Well, he ends up dominating for us. He's carried our season and, and played really well and outperformed the guy that we thought we wanted. And, and so ultimately, we're glad that we ended up with, with who we did and, and can't, you know, even imagine how disappointing the season would have been if we had gotten that player that we initially wanted. And, and I'll say a couple guys for me, and I'm curious who that was for you, uh, but I, I really wanted Javante Williams. And I did get him in, in, I think, one or two leagues, but I wanted him, like, cross the board. And in one draft in particular, he was falling, 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 and then someone snagged him. And I was so bummed. I was like, ah, oh, I really wanted Javante. Of course, we look at it now. He got injured. The Broncos are terrible. And probably best we uh we actually I think I got Travis Etienne instead so that overall he's he's been great this year so I'm thankful for that um I also I think I wanted Chase Claypool he's always one of those guys I think is really talented but he hasn't had a big season he may now in Chicago uh with Darnell Mooney going out but uh Claypool was probably one of those guys that I didn't draft at all and then also James Robinson I remember after week one I think I mentioned on the show it was like, I can't believe I didn't take this guy. What an awesome comeback from the Achilles injury. But in reality, that was short-lived. James Robinson didn't have a great, great season this year. And, and so ultimately, it's fine that I, I didn't draft him, and I'm, I'm better off for it. Um, actually, I did end up getting him in one league. And he's, I haven't been able to even start him. So he's, he, he's 
he under he underachieved. Now he's in New York, and they didn't even play him this week. It, he was inactive for Ty Johnson, which was which was crazy. So the the the, the way that this parallels to our own lives is, uh, you know, just how you know a similar scenario when it comes to maybe a a job or a promotion that we think we really want or that that girlfriend that that we really wanted or that house that we just had to have and and now when we look back at some of those situations that didn't turn out how we initially wanted or or we thought that they should play out we're we're actually glad we're, we're so thankful that that one job didn't work out because of the job that we landed at and and we're thankful for our our spouse that that who who we ended up with versus you know the the person that we thought we wanted to be with and and so at the time there is that initial disappointment and and we have this limited view of what's best for us or or what's in store for the future and, and so although you know at the time these are challenging situations and unfortunate circumstances where we don't have the results or the outcome that we want in that moment but when we look back we can see clearly how everything worked out and it's a reminder of God's goodness and faithfulness and, and you've heard it before you know the unanswered prayers and, and we look back and we can praise God that he didn't answer them the way that we wanted the things that we were begging for the things that we thought you know that's really my desire but God reminds us over and over, no, no, I, I got something better. I, I, I know what's best for you. I, I see the whole picture. I, I see where things are heading, and I'm, I'm orchestrating other things so that, that things, will, things will work out better than you can imagine. But in that moment, we're questioning God. Oh, how could this not happen? I, you know, I can't believe it. And, and so the, the truth is, as followers of Jesus, God is working in us and through us, and he's accomplishing his will by turning what we thought was bad into good. And, and he's using those, those disappointments in the moment, and, and then we can look back and say, oh, wow, there, there's good from that. He protected us from, from something that we thought we really wanted, but it was actually God's protection. And, and so one of my favorite verses, and it's, it's just such a, a wonderful promise. It gives us such hope. And it gives us this, this really great perspective to understand you know, what God is, is really doing. And this is Romans 8.28, Amplified Version. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good, for those who love God, to those who, who are called according to his plan and purpose. And so it... it there are there are stories in the Bible where where things you know Joseph comes to mind where uh, it looked like it was going to be really bad for him but God turned it around for for good and and the story in Genesis uh, about Joseph as for you you meant evil against me but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present outcome that many people would be kept alive as they are this day um, and so Joseph was talking to his brothers in that in that scenario and so. We know that that pain and discouragement come when we don't get the job that we want, or people reject us, or we miss out on something, or or we experience some other difficulty. However, during these times when we can't believe that the quote unquote player we desired, we wanted to draft, got away, we can trust that God is still good, 
He's still faithful and he's working in ways we can't always understand. And so our perceived misses actually set us up for a tremendous blessing and for God to show up in, in amazing ways. And so that, that gives us hope today. That gives us, uh, I, I hope, a lot of encouragement um, and, and also a challenge to, to reflect back on, man, yeah, I thought that I really wanted that to happen. Man, thank you, God. Thank you so much that that wasn't the case. And, and to be thankful for where we're at now uh, along this journey that God's taken us on as he molds us and shapes us into the image of Jesus. And, and we, we in the moment don't see what, what he's up to oftentimes. Uh, and sometimes when we, we are able to look back and see, oh, okay, I see how he did it. And sometimes we won't know until we get to heaven. Um, and that's, that's part of the deal as well. Uh, but let's, let's, let's praise him for some of those, those unanswered, unanswered prayers and, and how he's worked things that we thought were bad into good. And so uh, I'm thankful for that today. Uh, as, we, uh, as we wrap up today's show, uh, I know a little bit different, a little bit shorter today uh, without Harrison, uh, but thanks for, for listening. Appreciate your, your support today. Um, as far as the waiver wire this week, uh, I mentioned the Jaguars. I think Jamichael Hasty is absolutely worth picking up. I, I still think Travis Etienne is who you want. Put him back in your starting lineups this week. I think he's going to be healthy and good to go. But if for some reason he's not or he gets hurt again, we know that Hasty can fill in nicely. And I'm not real worried about Daryl Henderson coming there late in the season, you know, being released from the from the Rams. Ah, I, I'm not, I'm not all in on him. Uh, and same with Melvin Gordon going to Kansas City. I like Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco played well. Uh, I'd still like to see him more involved out of the backfield, which doesn't seem – he had one big catch, but, uh, but he ran the ball pretty well, and he, he seems to at least be the, the guy getting first crack at it, uh, which is nice. The Chiefs didn't blow out the Rams like they, they should have last week, so I feel like they didn't even run the ball as much as maybe they could have. Uh, in that situation against a, a depleted Rams team. And then the other uh, big injury that we saw last night in Monday Night Football with Najee Harris going down, you know, Benny Snell Jr. came in, played really well, 12 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. But I still like Jalen Warren. He's been the, the, the backup and has been more involved in this offense. And, and he was out this week with a hamstring, which you never like hamstrings. Uh, never like hamstring injuries. That's always concerning. But if Warren is back out there, I prefer Jalen Warren uh, over Snell. So, uh, I, I, but I, I'm intrigued by the Steelers down the stretch because they're trying to figure out, all right, is Pickett our guy? They've got to know going into next year, what direction are they going? Are they going to give another year to Pickett? And they're going to kind of figure that out over the next few games. So they're going to be playing, you know, their players, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, uh, and somebody in the backfield. If, if Harris is healthy, uh, I, I think he's, he's looked a little bit better toward the, toward the second half of the season versus early on when he was kind of struggling. But same with the Steelers. The Steelers seem to be playing better uh, as well. So, uh, man, so that's what we got for today here on the show. I encourage you to check out fantasyfootballfellowship.com and always uh, appreciate the emails, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. You can send your uh, questions there. And, and I did tease earlier about one of our leagues that it, heading into the playoffs. And this is a, a church league. 56 teams are in this league. We got four divisions with 14 teams in each. And so over the next few weeks, we've got eight teams from each division that will be in the playoffs. And so one versus eight in each division, eight, four, two. And then at the end, 
there will be four division winners going to the final four for one church champion. So out of 56 teams, there will be one champion uh, from our church, and I think we're going to have a belt for them, which will be cool. So then they'll, they'll, we'll put them up on stage during the service and, and honor them as the, uh, the fantasy football fellowship champion uh, of the church league. So pretty cool, though, that through fan tracks, we were able to have 56 teams, different divisions, and it worked out that way. So if you want to have your church set up something similar next year, it doesn't have to be that many teams, but, uh, but pretty cool. And we're going to do something similar in the Unpacking It League. We have three divisions. Uh, we'll have all three division winners competing in that final week of the season for one Unpacking It champion. So, uh, so we're excited about that as well. But thanks so much for listening. Uh, I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a fantasy manager who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as fantasy managers who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Enjoy the week. Thanks so much to Sugar Creek Coffee, sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. Thanks to MetaShare, metashare.com slash unpacking it. And then also today is Giving Tuesday. If you're looking for a ministry to support, we hope you'll support Unpacking It, unpackingit.com slash donate. And we appreciate all of you that already support what we do here at Unpacking It. So thank you. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you soon right here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast presented by MetaShare. 